It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and uh, joining us today, it's a War Report Wednesday, Mike G, C-Dub, gentlemen, how we doing? Good, man, good. It was a great weekend. It was a great weekend. It was a great weekend. Yeah, I mean, just general thoughts before we jump into some other things, uh, talk about Alabama State. Um, C-Dub, you start us off. What would you think? Just general thoughts about what you saw Saturday night. Very pleased. Uh, one of the things I mentioned was that we looked prepared. Uh, the coaching staff had did a great job of putting together a game plan. The players understood it and actually executed it very well. We actually looked like we were in midseason form, which yeah. was very encouraging to see, uh, considering that has not been the case the past eight years. So I was very pleased with what I saw, and I hope they can continue it this upcoming week. Right, right. Mike G, anything to add? Uh, listen, a lot of people are saying it was just Akron. And if you've watched Auburn football over the last – eight years and understood enough of what you watched, you understand that despite the opponent we played, uh, the execution on Saturday was on another level. Right. They did everything they wanted to do. And then some, we didn't come and hand the ball off to tank, you know, 30 times. Uh, it was a very balanced attack. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I asked Harson and the presser about, about the, the balance. Is this the balance that we can get used to? going forward and it seems like there's a plan i mean they still want to run the ball they want to run the ball uh but they did not game plan for saturday like the intention was to just win it on the ground and you know and and not let bo use his arm because you're gonna need he's gonna need to use it we're gonna win games right right no i think they could have won any way that they wanted to and it'll be similar this weekend too it'll be fun to see how much they handle Alabama State, will it be different? Will it be in a similar situation as far as, you know, snap count and things like that? That's part of the things that I'm looking forward to seeing. So kind of putting, uh, you know, closing the book on Akron and looking ahead to Alabama State, there's, uh, you know, I'd love to talk about Alabama State with you guys. Um, but, you know, they played, they played their season in the spring, which is weird to think about. But, yeah, I think we forget that, you know, with the weird COVID year last year, they played their uh, their season in the in the spring. They played six games, and they played in the Western SWAC division title. They ended up losing to Alabama A and M. They were one game away from the SWAC championship game. Um, and, and I think a storyline to watch with this is they're bringing a lot of dudes back, which is cool. But they started a, a very young offensive line a year ago, and they're bringing all those guys back. C Dub, we said this about Akron last week. And uh, it seems like a very similar situation here. Yeah, and 
you know, with Alabama State, they they had a bit of a scare last week. Uh, I think they won in overtime against Miles by one point. Right. So uh, a bit of a bit of a, an emotional win there. And then coming into this week against Auburn, I just think our defensive line showed us a lot last week. I was impressed by we had heard good things about the Derek Halls. Uh, the 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 Moultries, the Aculiotas, right. the, those guys, and to see it come into fruition that we were able to bring pressure off the edge, uh, we haven't seen anything like that since Sensei Mud was here a few years back. So it was it was fun to see. It was fun to see us disrupt the timing of their offense. The quarterback, the starting quarterback, never really got comfortable in what he was doing, and it wasn't until. They start putting in the water boy and they asked me to come out there to play some third, fourth string defense <laughs> that they were able to start moving the ball. So right. I'm expecting more of the same this upcoming week. I think we've got we've we got some proven guys up front that can actually get upfield and disrupt some things. And so I with Big Tony Fair, it doesn't matter how much experience you got. You got a load on your hands. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of the same this upcoming week. Yeah, Mike G, I mean, talking about this young Alabama State offensive line, do you think the the rotation for Auburn's defensive front will be strategically different going into this game versus last week? Maybe we see Lee Hunter. Maybe we see less of some of these guys that really showed out last week to get them ready for, for Penn State. It's two weeks from now. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think so. I do, do think we see some of the other guys. Uh, this this past Saturday, the coaches showed us that they are not af- afraid to play young guys yeah. to try to develop depth. And that's something, again, that we have not been accustomed to before in the past. So after halftime, starters start coming out, other guys start going in, and you need to start building some confidence in these guys, doing it under the lights mm-hmm. against an opponent that you should be able to physically dominate. Right. Right. I expect to see more of the same Saturday, Zach, because uh, quite honestly, it was clear to me this past Saturday that the end result of our offseason strength and conditioning program was a complete success. Mm-hmm. Those guys look physically dominant. Yeah, they were men playing with boys out there on Saturday. Now, Alabama State's got better athletes than Akron does. Uh, Akron was a terrible they're a bad team Uh, yeah they're a bad team right but alabama state will not be as terrible but i expect us to be able to physically dominate in the same way right should be able to win this game on athleticism alone uh and because of that these guys should be able to go out and play fast and 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 the coaches are going to be looking to see if they can demonstrate an understanding of concepts against a weak opponent right so it should just be muscle it should feel like practice out there to them because they face tougher competition in practice every day. Yeah, and Alabama State has some dudes. In fact, on tomorrow's Locked on Auburn, I already recorded the the conversation with him, but Daryl Daprich joins us. He hosts uh, the Max Roundtable up in Montgomery on ESPN, the ticket up there, and he's also a big part of um, the Hornets Sports Network, so very involved with Alabama State, so he's like the perfect guest for this week. So he joins us tomorrow, but he kind of gave me some names to kind of keep an eye out for. And you can hear his explanation of it tomorrow. But I want to talk about some individual matchups. It's one of my favorite things to do throughout the season, preparing um, viewers if you're on YouTube, and then, of course, listeners if you're listening on, uh, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts about what to look for specifically in this uh, in this upcoming game. But before we get into that, today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. It's the best place uh, to place all of your sports bets. 
And right now, they are offering a 100% welcome bonus. You can double your money. All you have to do when you make that deposit is use promo code Locked On. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Also, today's show brought to you by our friend at uh, Stat Hero. Daily fantasy sports is something that uh, that a lot of people are really into right now. Just you know, if you don't have to worry about injuries, you don't have to worry about you know the you know if your draft really stunk, you get to play every single day now. And Draft Hero allows you to do that. And the way it works is Stat Hero. Uh, it shows you their lineup and it dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house. And so you can go to stathero.com/slash/lockedon, sign up for free right now, and you can get three times back on your first play. So that is stathero.com slash locked on. Gentlemen, the war rapport, our friends, Mike G and C-Dub, for folks that are unfamiliar with all the cool stuff that you guys do, what are they missing out on? Oh man, listen, Zach, we're coming at you six days a week with content at the war report during the season. So uh, we Sunday, Monday, we take Tuesdays off uh, to, 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 be, to hang with you. Appreciate um, that, but we're but we're back Wednesdays through Sunday right. uh, with nonstop content. So uh, you know we have it, what what are called insider memberships. Yesterday we did our first film review, so we broke down just about every single play from Akron, uh, and we'll be doing that every week with our insiders. Uh, so you can find that over on YouTube along with other exclusive content that we're offering, and we're on podcasts as well too. So if you want to listen to us in the car on the way to work. You can turn on Apple iTunes or Spotify and find a little War Report action there too. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a subscriber. I'm a member to the War Report. Highly recommend it. It's worth it. It's worth it. The guys, the the, the insight that you guys bring is second to none. There's no question about it. Uh, also, real quick before we jump into to more football talk, guys. Uh, really sad news coming out of Auburn in regards to the basketball program. Alan Flanagan sounds like one of the leaders of this team. Mm-hmm. He's going to be out from 12 to 14 weeks, I believe is what the release said. Um, he underwent a procedure to repair a his right Achilles, if I remember correctly. So he's going to miss some time, 12 to 14 weeks from, I guess, Friday. Means, I guess, uh, the glass half full way to look at it is he should be back, if my math is correct, he should be back by conference play, but you know, obviously, you want to gel as a team before that, especially with all these new faces. So, right. um, you know, hopefully, he has a speedy recovery there. So, yeah, listen, you hate to see an Achilles injury. That's uh, that's one of the toughest injuries to come back yeah, from. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, so, uh, my heart goes out to that young man. There are a bunch of really hard rehab days in front of him. Um, I know that uh, Bruce has got a good staff around him that can help get him back on track, but it's yeah. going to take a lot of personal motivation and determination to to, to make it back. Um, and really kind of it's, it resonated with me because Allen was one of those guys who it was clear just to see him physically develop as a basketball player. Like, you know, when he first came in, you know, he was this kid. He was running out there. You could tell he had played basketball, his, you know, his life. His dad's a coach. Sure. Right. And then um, last year he he looked like he just developed – and he was a man on the basketball court last year, right? And yeah, uh, I was looking position. forward to seeing him. Yeah, right? You know, I'm looking forward to seeing him this year kind of build on that. Uh, and so uh, this is a little bit of a setback. But, Alan, if you're listening, keep your head up. Uh, put your head down. Get to work and, and get back. We definitely need you. Yeah, he'll have the opportunities. He'll have the opportunities. CW, you want to add anything to that before we move back uh, on? No, I think Mike G uh, okay. said it perfectly. Best wishes to him. Get back out there. We're rooting for you. All right, so the first uh, individual matchup that I want to talk about as far as Auburn versus Alabama State, their quarterback, his name is Ryan Nettles, and I've just got him going up against uh, Smoke Monday, right? Um, He was a freshman last year. 
Uh, now he's he's a redshirt freshman is the way that Alabama State has him just because of the, the redshirt rules for last year. But he was the SWAC newcomer of the year. He's got a decent arm. He can move really, really well. Athletic guy. Uh, but the way their offense operates, guys, is they don't run a whole lot of design run plays, design rollouts. But when, when things break down, he does a good job of extending the play and kind of getting outside of the pocket and finding guys downfield. So in your mind... Who do you want to see step up to kind of stop that type of tendency of a passer? Very athletic, but, um, you know, I've got him against Smoke Monday, but I think you also could kind of pick, you know, somebody that plays on the edge as far as containment. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I want to see I want to see what Hall does. I mean, the, the D-line did a really good job in terms of contain last week. They kind of got an opportunity to practice in an actual game against what they can expect to see this upcoming Saturday with the mobile QB. But I would like to see some, some better. I, I saw some missed tackles last weekend in open field with some of the guys in the, in the secondary. So I want us to be able to, I want to see less of that this upcoming Saturday. And I, I do want guys to play contain the edge a lot better or, or contain the edge this upcoming Saturday against him so that he doesn't get out and, and, and extend plays guys being disciplined in the secondary uh, understanding their assignments. And I think what Mason wants to do, and he did a lot of it last week is keeping everything in front of the defense. And so you saw a lot of soft coverages. Uh, we may see more of that this upcoming Saturday, just so things don't get behind the defense. So I'm, I'm eager to see what Moultrie we know what he can does when the QB is a sitting duck. He can get back there, but with a mobile guy, yeah, I want to see them be a lot more disciplined in maintaining their lanes and maintaining the edge there. Right, for sure. Uh, another matchup I'm interested in seeing: cornerback uh, Jaquez Payton is his name uh, going up against Auburn's wide receiver Shedrick Jackson. So uh, Payton is a transfer from Jack State, and it sounds like he had a really impressive game this past Saturday against Miles College. In fact, he had a pick six that got called back due to um, one of his defensive linemen being offside. So that's a bummer for him. But a guy with a lot of ability, uh, it sounds like, and, and uh, he transferred to Alabama State for for an opportunity, and it sounds like he's made the most of it. So Shedrick Jackson's a guy that really stood out to me, obviously, this past Saturday. I'd love to see him go up against a little bit better corner than he did a week ago. I think it'd be good for him. Yeah, listen, I I asked Harson about uh, Shedrick on Tuesday. And, you know, it, it just seemed like that was the surprise in the wide receiver room because there were a lot of names popping out of spring and they rolled Shedrick Jackson out there and he had some drop issues in the past. Uh, but he went out there and looked very sure-handed. Um, you know, Harson explained very clearly why young four- or five-star players don't play. Right. So now you have a senior that comes in. He seems to know his assignment. He, he had a good rapport with Bo. Um, you know, I know Bo had a great game, but he kind of bailed Bo out a little bit on those first two throws that he had to reach back for. He caught it with his hands. I thought he did an excellent job. Yeah. Um, but what Harson had to say was he won his one-on-one -on -one matchups. Right? He just went out there and just beat his guy. Yep. So I expect to see a lot more of the same against uh, Peyton. He just needs to go out there again. Uh, these – these are not uh, these are not guys that should be giving us trouble, and uh, I think that we're going to try to see a, a, you know the same kind of balance because Harson understands that he has to develop this passing game. You return fifteen percent of your passing yard yardage from last season, your receiving yardage. 
Uh, so the only way you can get these guys better is to go out there and feed them the ball. You can't wait until we're in Happy Valley during a whiteout to do it. So right. I expect to see Shedrick have a big day uh, on Saturday. Sure. Uh, the next one on this list is safety Urshad Davis versus Bo Nix. Um, I mean, these defensive backs are going to be a little bit better than they were against Akron, so it'll be fun to see if Bo Nix can keep up that elite level of performance against um, a slightly better team. It's not a huge jump by any stretch of the imagination. It will be a huge jump going into next weekend, but Urshad Davis is his name. He was an all-swack safety. He led the team in tackles last year. I believe he missed a game last year. He still led the team in tackles, so... Uh, a guy that's all over the place for him. I think he's a pretty athletic guy. I think he kind of gets it between the years as well. So we'll see how they use him, and maybe they kind of put him on tank. Maybe they scoot him up in the box. He's a good tackler. So we'll see, but I, I just chose Bo Nix just because uh, C-Dub. I think um, Bo Nix is going to have a little bit tougher of a task this week. Still nothing crazy, but I think it's a nice stepping stool here. Yeah, and one of the things that Harson talked about in his presser was that they want to run the football. And as they have success running the football, it creates opportunities for you to actually throw the football downfield and even in your intermediate routes. Sure. And one of the things that I would observe in watching Bo is that credit to Bobo and Harson, they put together a great plan to give Bo some practically some very easy throws. Right. And one of the things that was very impressive to me was just how he ran the two minute offense at the end of the first half. Uh, By that point, he was in command of the offense. He was very sure of himself. He knew where he wanted to go with the ball. And one of the more impressive things is that we saw Bo once he got comfortable and settled down the nerve, we could see the nerves begin to go away. He began to check down to tank when he couldn't see anything open I think we're going to see a lot more of that. I think Bobo and Harson uh, are going to put together a plan to give him some very makeable throws to get him in rhythm. And with Tank and what we've seen out of the running back core, if they're able to have some success, it doesn't matter who you have on state side flying all over the field. If they're keeping the defense honest, it makes the game more manageable for Bo to make the necessary throws that they're asking him to make. And so I'm confident that we'll see more of the same. We may not see 20 for 22 again, but I expect to see a a very efficient night from Bo and him actually running the offense as designed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Today's show brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. They've got a ton of different flavors. They're all delicious. It's the protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar. They're all very high in protein. Most of the flavors are 70 grams of protein, 130 calories, and just 4 grams of sugar. And they taste delicious as well. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is at Built.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. This War Report Wednesday continuing on. Um, the best player on Alabama State's team, guys, in my opinion, is running back Ezra Gray. I believe he played against Auburn when these two teams played each other in Jordan-Hare in 2018. 
And uh, I've got him slated going up against Jacoby McLean. But Gray is an all-swack running back. He even catches a few balls. I think he caught 10 balls in five games that he played last year. Uh, he also returned kicks during their spring football season that they had. So Ezra Gray will be their offense if they have anything going on whatsoever on Saturday. And, you know, once again, a better, um, a better running back than they faced uh, a week ago. Yeah, um, listen, Ezra is one of those players that Alabama State seems to produce every few years. Mm -hmm. You know, there's usually some guy comes out of there that's got NFL talent. Uh, he is averaging just over three yards after contact. Wow. So this, so this is not a guy who goes down immediately upon contact. Now, uh, you got to match it up against Jacoby McClain. You're talking about the best tackler in the country last right. year, right? He had the most tackles of anybody. But he also had the highest percentage of tackles made versus tackles attempted. So once the Kobe gets his hands on you, you're not getting away. You're going down. This is a, this is this is where we get to see again the disparity and the level of talent mm -hmm. that Auburn has versus you know again uh, our best player on defense versus their best player on offense. Yeah, I think and, it's gonna be fun. I, yeah, I, it's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, again, he doesn't like to go down. Uh, going down up, upon. Contact is, is not in his game day plan. No. He's having his travel plans. Um, he's going to fight. He's going to keep his legs turning. Uh, this will be a fun m matchup to watch, but I obviously expect uh, Zacoby, uh to win this one. Uh, quite honestly, the way our D-line played, though, I'd be surprised if he makes it to the second level very much in this game. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, all right, then uh, I think these last two are the two most interesting ones. Uh, their wide receiver, their main go-to guy, his name is Jeremiah Hickson. He wears number one. I've got him slated against Roger McCreary. Um, mm -hmm. This is a receiver that is much better than anything that Akron produced last week. So in five games last year, he had three scores, and he averaged 18 yards per catch. So I think that's kind of um, that's kind of something you'd like to see if you're Alabama State. But he loves uh, he loves the short game. He loves to kind of you know get loose on a uh, on a slant or something short, and then turn it into yards after the catch. So. I think this is a prime opportunity. Uh, one of you guys just mentioned a, a moment ago that maybe there was some inconsistencies as far as tackling with the defensive backs. I think this is a great example of a way that they can use this game to get a little bit better and a little bit more sure uh, in, uh, in tackling an open space because I think Hickson is going to get those opportunities. And so I want to see how Roger McCreary does as far as limiting the catches. And then once he gets the ball, can a guy like Nehemiah Pritchett tackle consistently or a Donovan Kaufman tackle consistently? I think that's something that'll be worth watching. Yeah, I agree. And, and, like, as I mentioned earlier, Mason appears to want to mix up his coverages a lot. Yeah. So there'll probably be some opportunities for state to be able to get their guys in open field based off of the type of coverage that we will potentially be in. But I do want to see us continue to improve on our open field tackling. For the most part, our DBs didn't get a whole lot of work uh, because the first and second levels were just eating last weekend. But right. it appears as though they'll have their opportunities. And I'm looking for McCreary and Pritchett to sharpen up those guys to to really get a tune an opportunity to tune up for Penn State by playing well against ASU's receiving core. Right. And then this last one I think is cool just because tight ends are such a thing that Auburn fans love talking about. But uh, tight end, they got a 6'4", 237 tight end. It's very athletic. His name is Terrence Ellis. So I've got him going up against Owen Papo because I want to be able to see Owen Papo cover a guy like this. Um, but 
like I said, Affleck, I, he's going to be a matchup problem for teams that they play in swag, in the SWAC level of competition. It shouldn't be that big of a difference here, but I want to see Owen Papo cover a guy that I, I've been told that this guy has a body of a tight end and moves like a wide receiver. That's something mm. that Daryl Daprich mm. says, and you can you guys can hear him kind of gush about this guy tomorrow. But uh, he, he was open a ton last week. It sounds like they just missed him. Uh, whether it was overthrows or they just didn't see him. But he did a really good job getting open last week against Miles. And so I want to see Owen Papo go up against this guy. He's going to play against, you know, big, talented, fast players. And I think this is, once again, a great opportunity for this defense to kind of cover uh, and, and play against some guys that are a little bit better than they faced a week ago. Yeah, listen, um, Owen was all over the place Saturday. Yeah. I mean, he was flying around the football. Uh, he whipped on a sack. I would have liked to have seen him made. Oh, I'm sure he um, wants it back too. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, you know, again, he's going up against the guy who had, you know, 15 total targets last year. It sounds like Alabama State has found a way to incorporate him into the game plan a little bit more based on how yeah. they used him last week. Um, so, yeah, this will be interesting. This is a good, this is a good safe test of assignment football. Right. Right. These guys don't have to go out here and win today. Uh, Derek Mason has a great scheme. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is go in there and stay within the confines of your assignment. Do your job. Right. Yeah. Right. And then uh, beyond that, let your athleticism take over while you're doing your job because you should be able, again, uh, I think it was him that said, you know, out of strength and conditioning, he was like, listen, we're going to look like Marines. It was. Owen. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was him. Right. Yeah. And so I expect him to go out there. I expect the Marines to go to war here and win pretty easily. Um, but it's really just going to be uh, the only way you get beat here is if you don't know where you're supposed to be. That's what it boils down to in this game. Yeah, right. this tight end only beats Owen if Owen is out of position. You're right. So you're absolutely right. And and I go through all of these individual matchups, not to think that you know Auburn's going to lose in these things, but I think it's just important when you're. I think it's going to be a very similar score to last week. But yeah. there are there's more information that's going to be put out there Saturday night that we're going to be able to learn from. And I think these are the matchups where we can get the most of that information out of based on who I've talked to and what I've seen with Alabama State. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Can you guys imagine playing in the spring and then just summer goes by and then you have to play another season? That's got to be grueling. Yeah, I bet you they like it. I mean, football has one of the longest off-seasons of any sport. So they played yeah. six games last year. But, you know, again, you get back into the weight room and you jump back into it. And what a great opportunity to – not have any rust and just flow into the next season and kind of keep it going. I mean, in college football, um, you know, now if you think about it, if you uh, if you go to if you make the playoffs in college football, you're playing a lot of football. Yeah. Right. You're playing 14, 15 games in a season. So uh, yeah, this should be fun for them. Uh, you know, whenever you're a team like Alabama State, um, it's a good opportunity for some guy to go out there and make a name for himself in front of the scouts. You're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, it's not right. really going to be about winning for them, uh, but it's a good opportunity to test yourself against SEC talent and, and then really stand out. Um, uh, who is the uh, Zach, your Patriots fan? So I know you know the sure. Alabama State, the the, the uh, corner that caught the interception in the Super Bowl. He came from Alabama State, didn't he? No, he's a no, West, Alabama West Alabama guy. West yeah. Alabama, okay, Malcolm Butler. All right, yep. all right, Malcolm Butler. Scratch that from the memory. Who but, just retired? He just retired, by the way. But thank you so did. much for Malcolm Butler for getting that interception. So I have a replica of that Super Bowl ring on my uh, shelf right there. So there you go. Nice. There you go. Nice. Uh, guys, thank you so much for um, 
for, for stopping by again for another War Report Wednesday. C-Dub, how can people support you guys and how can people find all your content and all that good stuff? Well, listen, we are at The War Report on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find us on YouTube where we usually live. We're putting out comment, content on a weekly basis, all oh, yeah. except one day in the week. And we have things for those who are paid subscribers, those who aren't. So it's something for everyone. Just come check us out where usually you can find us on uh, Wednesdays at eight o'clock on YouTube or eight o'clock central time where we do our live shows. We're previewing week two today and we'll be doing our predictions for the Auburn ASU game. You can catch us on Saturdays where we're doing a pregame, halftime, and post game. So we're going to be busy on Saturdays. And then we come right back at you on Sundays with our live show where we're actually reviewing the game. So a lot of content, a lot of Auburn stuff to talk about. You definitely want to check us out there. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for your time as always. We'll do it again next week. That sound good? Yes, sir. Awesome. Always a bit. Awesome. That is Mike G and C Dub hanging out with us. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Black. It'll be the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 